back into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. It is truly my honor to be here today with you guys. Again, thank you for uh, making it, making time to tune in and listen. Um, today, again, I'm joined by my great guest co-host today, Roisin Welsh. Hi, it is yes. nice to have you here today. Say hello to the lovely audience. Hi there, lovely audience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just speaking that in faith, you know, that they're, lo- I'm sure they're lovely. Yes. Um, so, um, had a really great time being able to uh, record the last episode that we did together. Uh, we talked about um, things to coach kind of into people as we're seeing them developed in discipleship. We talked about that faith model of faithful, available, involved and teachable and hungry and i just i just loved that i I loved the the insight that you brought and just um, really just how discipleship just emanates from your being you know you're just like you're so about it and it's something that i just want to continue to see grow certainly in our church but man certainly in all the churches around portland um which oh yeah we're we're both here at mana house in portland um just in case you're new to the Growing Faith podcast and just our heart as we focus on pastoral care and uh, small groups specifically. And then we kind of go out into all different other kinds of topics, just as those those areas of church ministry really touch every area of life. And um, so thought it'd be great to bring you back as we um, as we were actually teaching that pastoral ministries class together. Um, you brought up this picture of of stretcher friends. And, um, and I loved that uh, phrase, it's just simple, easy to remember. I'm all about easy to remember things. And, uh, and we've just talked about the importance of having specific friendships in our lives. Um, so, so talk to me a little bit about why you are passionate about stretcher friends and why you would want to even share it with us today. Thanks, Rick, it's great to be back. I um, attended a conference in 2016 in South Africa. It was Every Nation World Conference. And there was a speaker that spoke on the passage in Mark 2, where Jesus um, is ministering in a house and, and people are unable to get through the doors. And there's a paralytic man and his friends end up lowering him through the roof to get to Jesus for his healing. And ultimately, as a result, he was ministered to, healed, um, and people were encouraged and you know there were uh, he ultimately had his life changed because his friends were willing to go that extra mile for him and this got me thinking about what does it mean to have stretcher bearers or stretcher friends um, I think all of us know that we need to have people in our lives we, we're not meant to live independent lives apart right. from relationships yep. with God and with others and when we try and do it alone it's that much harder And there's times in our lives that we go through, even as Christians, that we struggle, whether it's through financial pressures, whether it's through relationships, whether it's work, family, and we need others in our lives that can help us. And the the key thing with, um, with, I think, what Jesus is showing us through this example is that sometimes we personally can't take ourselves to Jesus and we need people outside of us to help us get to him. And so the idea of having stretcher bearers or stretcher friends is actually people that no matter what, they're going to be there for you. And they're people that will carry you to Jesus if necessary. Yeah. I mean, some people have friends that raise the roof. Mm-hmm. And then other times you need people that will lower you through the roof, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's just, it's just, these things just come to me and you're like, wow, 
to be in your head such a scary <laughs> thing so um no i i love that and um we had a pastor here for many many years uh pastor jack loman and he he preached a message actually where he talked about uh four by four relationships and he talked about uh who's your four people that'll carry your carry your stretcher to jesus mm. uh, when life paralyzes you who's going to carry you to jesus and we don't like to admit the possibility of getting into a place where we're not going to be enough. Right. Um, and yet, really, the story of the whole gospel message is you are not enough. Right. Like you done had that chance and it got messed up, you know. Mm. And so now we have to we have to lean into Jesus and his body expressed here on earth through the body of Christ, the church. Um, and so just I think the number one barrier roadblock to this whole journey is our own pride mm. to, to even recognize that we need it. Mm. I think deep down inside, we know we need it, mm. but we don't want to admit it. And we certainly don't really like to invest what needs to be invested mm. to have what we need to have when we need to have it. Because I think, I mean, just from my experience is you're trying to get people to invest in something they don't need yet and they can't see that they need it and they don't know when they will need it and they don't know. I mean, really, you, then you don't even know if the people that you're investing in are going to be there for you, right? Because people are unpredictable and people hurt us sometimes. And so um, complicated mess, you know, but, but it is something where we need to stop and intentionally look at our lives and say, who do I have around me? And um, by golly, I think I might hit a time in my life, whether, like you said, financially, mm. spiritually, physically, emotionally, all of these different areas of life, I just get totally stuck. Mm. I'm just frozen and I, I can't move. And actually it's kind of a powerful story with, with Pastor Jack, he ended up getting Lou Gehrig's disease. And so physically, he was then literally paralyzed. And to see, I mean, really, that sermon was preached for years after the moment that he preached it because we got to watch in real life as his stretcher bearers came around him mm -hmm. and built a ramp to his house so his wheelchair could go up to his house, would get a special van so they could take him to Ducks games and just... Like, it's an, it's an incredible story to see the love and the care that was expressed over the years where the disease was its worst. And then to see him go full of faith into the arms of Jesus in the end. It's just like painful and horrible and yet deeply meaningful mm. all at the same time. And so, um, you know, maybe we're starting a little bit on a heavy today, but, but it's so important. And so that's why I really wanted to take the time for you to just dig in to um are are these four people all the same or do they have you know what's how do you map it out to make sense in your life and what you've done personally right i've lived in a number of countries now and i've i've um, been a part of ministry in a couple of countries and um i've found that i need to be intentional with who i let speak into my life that requires some uh, vulnerability and some transparency. Um, I have purposely made it a point of keeping myself accountable to these people and I've let them know who they are uh, in terms of what they mean in my life and what I hope will, you know, what 
um, if I was ever to get in trouble or anything or, or slip away, they would be the very people that I know would reach out to me mm. or I'd, I'd let them know kind of what was happening. And the reason for that is that stepping into ministry, I haven't always understood this fully, but stepping into ministry, um, a, a lady, and she was in her late 70s, she'd been in ministry for 50 years, her and her husband, and she said to me, uh, you always make sure to surround yourself by people that you know that no matter what you go through, they are going to come to you. They're going to believe the best no matter what you're doing, mm. you know, not, no matter what's happening. And they're going to see the potential in you to see you come out of that. And they're going to fight on. for you. They're going to come alongside you. They're going to literally carry you to Jesus if necessary. Yeah. And she said, make sure those people are in your life when you step into ministry because ministry is not easy. And there will be times where you feel alone in leadership. There's going to be times where people aren't going to understand. But if you have people that you've already poured a relationship, you know, you've, you've already built those mm -hmm. relationships, it's like you've got it in place. So yeah. whether they celebrate with you the victories or there's, there's times where they, they encourage you or empower you, you know, you've got that already set up. And so I took her advice and I followed it. And I have these people. At the time, I called it the circle of five. Uh, but now I sort of refer to it more as the stretcher bearer or stretcher friends example. Um, so they're people that they serve different functions. So they're not just all my peers. They're not just all family members. They're, they're not people that I'm most comfortable with, actually. Yeah. But they serve a different role. Each one of them serves a different so role. So why don't you give me the list first, mm -hmm. and then we'll go one by one through what each of those is. Sure. So if you can kind of imagine like a, a drawing of a stretcher, I'm thinking about with, with um, these men lowering their friend through the roof, in order for it to be a, a, a stretcher that doesn't tip or fall over, I'm guessing that there would need to be at least four, right? He's a grown man. There'd probably yep. need to be one on each corner. Four corners, it, man. Four right? corners. Lowering yeah. it through the roof. And so... I am um, on one corner, if you will, if you were to just to draw a rectangle on a piece of paper and then just draw a line on one corner, write the word peer. So someone that's in your life that's like a brother or a sister to you, who's more or less at the same uh, maturity level, um, you can do life with, you hang out with, um, they're a friend, they're a close friend. And um, you could have a few of these, they could be your small group, they could be... Um, you know, people that you've gone through work or study with, but they're people in the same maturity, and I would say spiritually as well. They're people that you know you can ask anything. Good advice givers. So good. They're people that will just encourage. So, so in come one corner, side. we've got the peer relationship. Hmm. And I guess if we if we started in the in our rectangle, if we started in the upper right-hand corner, now moving down to the lower right-hand corner, who's down there? You've got someone that's a little bit older than you in years. Now, um, they could be one or two generations older. So what I've put is spiritual father or mother. Uh, so I've always made sure to have people that, um, a married couple that speak into my life who are older and wiser. They've been through life. They've made wise choices. They've, um, they've got children that bear good fruit and are still following the Lord. And they're people that I look up to. They're people that I, um, I want to be like. You know, they're people that I ask the hard questions to. And uh, they're those that pray for me. They're consistent to pray for me and encourage me and often see things I wouldn't normally see. Okay. And then uh, moving over to the lower left-hand corner of our drawing, then who do we have over there? 
I've got like a, a spiritual leader. So someone, either they're a pastor or a small group leader or, um, you know, even a, a counselor, someone who is, uh, has the maturity there, um, is spiritually mature. They have discernment. They can apply scriptures to situations. They can call you out if they see things. Um, but there's someone that you would go to if you had a specific concern and you would want to, um, you know, uh, to, to discover what the Bible says about something. Or they would identify things in your life that maybe are not as Christ-like <laughs> and encourage you to be a little bit more Christ-like. You looked at me kind of weird when you said that. I was wondering... <laughs> Did we need to talk? No, no not um. at all. Not at all. Rick, you're a great pastor. <clears throat> all right. So lower left-hand corner is our spiritual leader um, or counselor, that kind of pastor. Um, obviously, we're big on local church. So, you know, a big place we would recommend you look would be your local church where you are a part of that, you know, you're building and pursuing meaningful relationship with the pastoral leaders that are in your world there. Um, that you're not just, you know, showing up and, you know, obviously our heart is that you're deeply involved in the body of Christ where God's planted you. Um, so in the upper left-hand corner, our, our final corner of our stretcher, who we got up there? So I've got the word challenger. So someone who is like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they literally were in the fire with Daniel. They walked through the, the hard uh, times with him, but they called him out. So they were the people that would, I would say that probably 27, um, 17, that as iron sharpens iron. They're those who would um, challenge you in areas of your life to grow, challenge you to have greater vision, challenge you, if they see you're living a mediocre life, would challenge you to go and, and live beyond that. So they're people that will inspire you, they're people that will encourage you, uh, but they're people that won't let you kind of slip off the radar so i'm thinking um, maybe it helps to have a little bit of differentiation in our heads between peer and then the shadrach meshach and abednego challenger kind of person and this as i was thinking about it a lot of times um the we'll say the peer person will be more like the cheerleader mm. and then the other person will be the challenger is that a lot of times when you you have peer relationships that you're they're people you hang with um they may not always necessarily be like super comfortable calling you out on your stuff. And so maybe what they spend most of their time doing is calling out the things that are awesome in you, mm. like the giftings, talents, and abilities that they see uh, latent in you or active in you either way. And they're calling those things out and saying, man, Roisin, I really see this, this gift active in your life. Or, man, I really see the potential of this gift in your life if you would just give it a little bit of attention, I think it might really explode. Um, so we have those cheerleader people in our lives, those peers, but then we also desperately need those those challengers, those ones yeah. that look us in the eye and go, you know what, everybody else is saying you did a great job, but I know what you're really capable of. Mm. And I know that you totally, you just totally half efforted that one you know like you did not give that all that you had and I know it mm. and you look him in the face and you go I wish you didn't know me so well <laughs> I wish you wouldn't call me you know like but we need those people right that yes. will call us out on that stuff yeah and we go you know what you're right because mm. I think when we're in areas of strength and gifting we can go a long time mm. doing well enough 
yeah. on half of the effort mm. because we're that good. Mm. But what might God be able to do or accomplish if we really gave our hearts to it and yes. we had somebody that was keeping us accountable yes. and checking in on us and calling us out when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing? I know I need those people. I, I know <laughs> it's hard to believe. I know. but um, And so that's awesome. So we've got the peer upper right hand corner we've got the the spiritual father and mother a season or two ahead of us um they're they're not just older but they are wiser and that does not always come together right we know yeah. that some people get older but not wiser and so <laughs> um and then lower left hand corner we've got the pastor spiritual leader counselor type of role moving in the upper left hand corner we've then got the challenger shadrach Meshach, and abednego going through the fire Hopefully coming out not smelling like smoke, uh, potentially burned up. We never know what God has in store in that particular scenario. Um, so you did say circle of five. So I'm I'm a little befuddled because I've run out of corners. Where do I put my fifth person? <laughs> well, okay. So when you are lowered to Jesus, there's a uh, there's a commitment um, that through the healing that you receive from Jesus, there is someone that's with you in that moment. Now that's someone that is committed to no matter what spotter. stick with you. He's yeah, the he's spotter. the spotter. He's making sure that that rope doesn't break, and if he does, he's willing to let you fall on him, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> I love it. He's the spotter. I love it. So this is what, if we can think of an example in the Bible, think of what Jonathan was like to David. This is his armor bearer. This is someone that um, sticks beside him. This is the first person you call if you're in trouble. This is the first person that. If there's uh, something happening in your life that is either um, it's it's a point of crisis, this is the first person you're gonna call. And for me, this is my best friend. This is someone who is um, who's already kind of seeing my life, like yeah. life on life kind of person. These other four can be um, people that you're catching up with, ideally regularly. But if they could be just people that you may catch up with. Um, but so long as you're doing life with them, this fifth person is someone that that ha has known you long enough to know your flaws, um, but loves you anyway, and um, can believe the best in you no matter what you go through. What does the proximity look like for you and the armor bearer person? Currently, I'm actually living with this armor bearer person and her husband, yeah. and. Um, the the amazing thing is she's known me for 16 years we met in new zealand and she is actually one of the main reasons why i grew in my faith when i first started um, when i was a christian she mm. actually appeared uh, discipled me even though i was i had a discipleship relationship with an older mentor she was my peer she mm. was actually uh, more ahead in her faith she'd been a christian a yeah. long time but she is someone that continued to sharpen me in areas and she will call out things in me, like in, in terms of if she hears me talking about someone or she hears me talking about a situation and she catches me saying something, mm. she'll pull me at that very moment and say, hey, that didn't sound right. Can you tell me what you mean by that? Mm. And so she's someone that I actually incredibly influenced by in a good way. Yeah. I'm inspired to be more like her. Well, I know who you're talking about and I seriously can't say enough good stuff about her mm. goodness gracious what an awesome woman of god so yeah uh props to her no that's <laughs> that's super cool so i just um because you mentioned that you have traveled internationally you've been kind of all over the place um i i am interested to hear your perspective on the proximity 
kind of proximity principle for all of these different relationships and mm. are there particular roles on this mat you know this stretcher mm. that proximity um, we're going to say geographic proximity mm. um, matters more and are there relationships there where um, geographic proximity would not be as important right am i clear on that question absolutely um right now i'm very fortunate um i have many people in each corner so I don't just have one or a couple of people, I have many people that serve in these roles and not just locally, but internationally. So I've got um, my pastors back in New Zealand who Let's I Let's pretend say, for a minute that we're somebody not nearly as advanced as you are. No, um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I think that that's the fruit of investing in this over a long period of time is Absolutely. that you build that. Mm. Um, so I'm just thinking about the person that's kind of starting fresh and they're like, whoa, Good question, Roisin. I'm not sure I have one of those five people. Um, so, and I think sometimes, and again, I could be wrong and I'm more than happy for you to point out that I'm not thinking about this correctly. I personally feel like geographic proximity on most of these is super important yes. because my feeling is like people need to be in your world they need mm -hmm. to they need to be able to see you yes like you're saying like whoa hey i heard you having that conversation uh what's up with that you know right. like that's a really important place to be able to be called out to be challenged on something but not necessarily happening if if they live in new zealand and you're living here right and you check in via skype every third week or whatever yeah because then we can we can kind of give them whatever feet whatever you know story we want to give right like exactly. however honest we want to be is how honest we're going to be so what do you think about that am i crazy or no you're, you're spot on i could not imagine how people could keep up with my world right now from overseas yeah. and of course you can you can color it in different ways as right. well um I, I knew that when I moved here, I needed to establish community. I knew that I needed to find other stretcher bearers to fill those roles. Newer people that didn't know me as long, but I needed to be intentional to grow and to mm. and allow those people into my life. I needed to give them context. I needed to share with them my journey. And so I have established new stretcher bearers in those corners, you know, um, because I realized that um, I ha I'm here for however long God wants me to be here for. And it's super important that people see my life, you know, and, and yeah. you know, without, it's very difficult to give advice to someone where you don't know the full story or whether you don't, when you don't see them in the context they're currently in. And so I've, I've developed mm. relationships here. When I was first starting to identify these stretcher bearers, I prayed and I asked God, who are the people what? that, yeah. Has it come to this? Do we have to pray about it? I oh think my we gosh. need to be very prayerful about it. That's a great point. Okay, so I, God, I'm sorry. I did already, not mean to interrupt you. <laughs> you've already got all of these people in your life. Hmm. You do. Majority of people, now, now apart from maybe a couple of people that maybe have not opened their lives up, but I feel like in, in, um, in the church, we mm -hmm. have people right around us, you know, who can fill these roles. And they want to fill these roles. And, and they want us to fill these roles for them as well. And so I think it's really important with who you identify. Um, and I prayed about it. And when I moved here to, um, to Portland, I, within the first two weeks, had already prayed about who were the people that I was going to really invest in and they were gonna, I was going to open my life up to. And they've been consistent the whole mm. time I've been here. And I have, I have pursued those relationships. 
and I'm confident that those people um, would would be um, very good stretcher bearers. That's awesome. Mm. So pray about it, and then um, kicking off these. I mean, do you think you have to have an intentional relationship with the peer level? Uh, are there? I, I would imagine with the spiritual father and mother, and maybe the spiritual leader. You know, maybe as you go deeper and deeper, what, what do you think about intentional conversations to like set the tone for these relationships or do they just happen I organically? Think, <laughs> <laughs> you naturally feel more comfortable with people than others. You know, there's some people yeah. in our lives that we just feel like it's easier to open up to. And there's people that we look at them and we're like, wow, they're a great example. And it actually happens organically, it does, but you've got to be intentional to recognize who they are and if they are of stretcher bearer material. So for you thinking about your Portland world, mm. um, a spiritual father and mother, I have my guesses on who's yours, who yours might be. Yeah. Um, was, there a, was there an intentional conversation like, hey, I look at you like this, or did it just develop into that because of the relationship? Both. Both, okay. They already took on that role. And okay. they're, they're this role for so many. So there was some, yeah. So mm -hmm. there was some like uh, agreement in the spiritual sense yes. of just like like the, a, a yes that's happening in the spiritual realm. And I think, yeah. I think that's the power of what you're talking about, about praying mm -hmm. about it. Because I don't know, I'm always thinking about the person that's really struggling right now. Mm -hmm. And they're just overwhelmed by even the idea, like circle of five, you know, like, is a T-Mobile commercial right now. And so, <laughs> but like, um, we totally should have done a T-Mobile thing. That would have been fun. But um, uh, T-Mobile, if you want to sponsor us, just give me a call or email me. No, um, is uh, where in the world was I going with that? Sometimes you sacrifice good points for humor and it's not good. And so um, is the, the importance of stopping and praying and asking God mm -hmm. to lead and guide because it'll begin to knit your heart together with people that, their hearts are being knitted to yours at the same time and it's not mm -hmm. this one-sided attachment because yeah. that can be kind of problematic uh, and it, it can establish some frustration in relationships and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, Don't assume who your stretcher bearers are so good. without having a conversation with them first. So um, I, in February of this year, I got very sick and I had to go to hospital and... All my stretcher bearers were involved in mm. some way in that happening. Mm. So I had someone with me at the hospital. I had someone who called the ambulance for me out of these stretcher bearers. So these wow. are the very people that helped me um, mm. in my first experience of being in a hospital in America. These were the very people that were in my world um, right right away. They were like, dropped everything. I'm there for yeah. you. And so, and it was amazing since I've only been here since August, but I've, I've been intentional mm, to yeah. develop those relationships. So, and you had to build it before you knew you needed it. Right. Totally. Cause you didn't know you were going to the hospital nope. in February, Nope. but it happens in that. And that, that's, I guess that's part of the message that I'm just continuing to try to speak into people's lives because, because we live in a, such a hyper individualistic culture that's so interested in being by ourselves and us lone rangering life, you know, mm -hmm. and, and yet we're not built to do that. We, we're not built to last like that. And, and how important it is to have people that'll carry us when we can't, we can't make it on our own. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think we could dig in more, you know, to, you know, how often you meet with them and that kind of thing. But I think this is probably a good enough start 
to think of these these five roles you know your peers your spiritual father and mother your pastor spiritual leader counselor person um, your challenger person you know that's calling you out and then your armor bearer your 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 jonathan friend right there that is the covenant brother or sister that is thick and thin good times bad times i'm with you i've got you we're we're doing this together mm. um your spotter your spotter i like the spotter so um such a great word thank you so much for taking time to invest um, in me and also in the audience today uh it is truly it's truly an honor to have you a part of this and just want to let you know um the work that you're putting your hands to here at mana house is deeply appreciated um, I think that you are you're making a significant impact on this place, and I really appreciate just your your willingness, your humility, your obedience to just follow the call of God on your life. And um, and I'm looking to see uh, thousands and thousands of people impacted um, significantly because of you know something that you're putting your hand to. I know you're just part of a team. Like we're all what we're a part of is far greater than the role that we individually play. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just want to say, you know, in front of this whole audience, like how much I appreciate what you're doing and that you're doing such a great job. So thanks. Just Rich. keep up the good work and Thank keep, you. you know, sometimes we get discouraged, you know, when things aren't maybe going as quick as we'd like it to, or, you know, we're not seeing all of the change and I'm not saying that you're feeling that way, but just natural, you know, ten ebb and flow of, of how we feel about how's it, how it's going. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right, this is I did this to you last time. One final crack at the word of wisdom that's gonna wrap it all up. It's gonna be so powerful. I'm I'm ready to take notes. If Jesus needed three, then we need five. Hmm. Just saying that. Jesus is number one, but he also modeled what it was like to walk alongside others. And God has created us to have others in our lives that will sharpen us, that will encourage us, that will literally carry us to Jesus if needed. So. She's not intimidated by the pressure. I was <laughs> looking for the mic so I could drop it. That was awesome. <laughs> so again, thank you, Roisin. Uh, it's so good to have you here today. And uh, so I hope you've been um, blessed by the, the content today. It's so good. Like get, get your stretcher bearers and, and let's get going. Let's begin to invest in it today. Um, your first assignment is to go and pray. Go and pray and ask God to show you the people that are already in your life that you need to be more intentional with and build that community with. And you will just see life in your life increase and in their life it will increase. It's, uh, it's one of the beautiful things uh, that Jesus has set up with our life-giving relationships is it goes both ways. With that, if you have any questions or comments or um, save your snide remarks for Roisin, but um, you can email me at rickm at manahouse.church. Love to hear your comments and ideas even for future topics. Uh, with that, just God bless you and have the most amazing day.